You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we come to 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 12. Paul writes this to the church, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to Him, We ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word, or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now let's make sense of what's going on here. Remember that in 1 Thessalonians, Paul wrote to encourage the believing church about the rapture. He wrote to encourage them that those who have died in Christ will be raised up, caught up with the Lord in the air, and then we who are remaining will be caught up with the Lord in the air. Now, what was happening here in the Thessalonian church was that evidently somebody was what was imitating Paul. What, what, they were an imposture, and either by speaking something to a group of people or by sending a letter in the name of Paul, they were indicating to this church that the day of the Lord had already come. Now, what is the day of the Lord? The day of the Lord is the time period of events when God will unleash his judgment on the earth. Now, why would the Thessalonian church believed that they were in the day of the Lord. Well, they would believe that because they were under great persecution during that day, which we know will be something that is true of the day of the Lord, yet in the future. Even here in the 21st century, it's still future. But evidently, Paul had taught this church that they would be kept from that evil day of the Lord. They would be kept for that day of judgment. They would be removed from it. And so he says here, now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together with him, that's rapture language. Now concerning that event, our being gathered together with him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed. So again, what's happening here? They expected, this church expected, based on what Paul had taught them, that they would be gathered together with the Lord and kept from this day of the Lord, this judgment from God that is unleashed on the earth. They're being told by impostors, false teachers, that the day of the Lord is at hand. So what will they think? We missed being gathered together with the Lord. This is what the church was scared of at this time. So Paul writes to tell them, no, that hasn't happened yet. You haven't obviously missed the gathering uh, together, being gathered together with the Lord. 
and you haven't missed the day of the Lord. It will come. And then he goes on to explain what will happen when it comes. And a primary focus on that time period is on the man of lawlessness, or as he might be called elsewhere, the Antichrist. And so Paul's writing to them to let them know you haven't missed being gathered with the Lord. You are not currently in the day of the Lord. Both of those things are coming. And then he writes to explain the details that surround those events. Now, what will this destruction look like? What will be happening here? Well, we learn in this passage. He says that the man of lawlessness is one who is at work, and he will one day then have full, full, um, his, his persecuting power be, will be unleashed on the earth. I would hold that this happens in the second part of the tribulation period in the future, the, the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. And then there is a coming of the Lord. And so there is a rapture, there is a seven-year tribulation, and then a second coming, which is different from the rapture. The rapture catches up believers in the air. Then there's a seven-year period of tribulation. Then the Lord Jesus comes in a second coming to judge the world. That is what we know as the day of the Lord. Now, Christians disagree on the timing of all that. I understand that. And having a position different from mine does not make someone a false teacher. It just means that they have a different view of this. But I believe it's clear in 2 Thessalonians and a number of other places that this is the timing. So again, a rapture of the church. They're being kept from this day of the Lord. Then there's a seven-year tribulation period that gets worse in the second half, the three and a half years of the second half. That's when this spirit of Antichrist, this person Antichrist, is persecuting like never before. And I love the simplicity of this passage. And this is rather shocking in verse 8. The lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. Now, what's the devotional thought here? (laughs) How do we take this today? Well, one, we know these events are going to happen. So read them as the Holy Spirit has inspired them, has written them to us. Read them and understand the events that will happen. But secondly, it's likely that there are listeners to this podcast who are unbelievers, Maybe you've grown up in the church, but you've never really repented and turned to Christ and placed all your trust in him. He is not your Lord. Maybe you've stumbled upon this podcast. A family member or friend has pointed you to it. Maybe you're thinking through Christianity, whatever it may be. I want you to see what happens to people who are judged in the end. This is important to understand. The Bible says this. Second Thessalonians 2, starting in verse 10, says, um, starting in verse 9, the coming of the lawless one, lawless one is by the activity of Satan and with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because, and notice, notice three things that the unbelievers at this time will be judged for, because they refused to love the truth and be saved. If you've not committed to the Lord Jesus Christ, I would say in, in this podcast, commit to him. He is the truth. He, he is the one real um, explanation of all human history. He is the truth. He is the one that saves. To be saved by him is to believe the truth, to believe that you are in sin, that he is the one that can reconcile you back to God the Father. So embrace him. Love in that sense. Love the truth and so be saved. And then secondly, it says, therefore God sends them a strong delusion 
we'll come back to that, so that they might believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth. So not only does the unbeliever not love the truth, they don't believe it. They don't believe that Christ is the only way to salvation. They don't believe in this idea that that your good works do not save you. It's only the grace of God that saves. So I would say love the truth of the gospel. Believe the truth of the gospel. And then at the end of this passage in 2 Thessalonians 12, it says they did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So I would, I would encourage you, take pleasure in the opposite. Take pleasure in righteousness. Love the truth of the gospel because it saves. Believe the truth of the gospel because it saves. And take pleasure not in unrighteousness, but in righteousness. Notice verse 11. Therefore God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false. You, you might have some accusations against God. You might think, God, that's not fair. That's not right. That makes you unjust. But notice the pattern here. God is giving them over to what they wanted. They did not believe the truth. They had no pleasure in unrighteousness. So as an act of judgment, he turns them over to that belief. That is a, that is a sentence. That is a judgment based on what they've already determined. This is one of the truths of the scripture. You can see this in Romans 1 as well. When people reject God and reject God and reject God, part of his judgment is that he turns them over to their blindness. That he says, you reject me, that's fine. Now you're permanently going to reject me. This is judgment. And so I would say before that judgment comes, if you're someone who does not live with Christ as your Lord, with your hope in him, believe today. Do not wait 10 years. You do not know that you'll have time in 10 years. You, don't, you do not know that your heart won't become more hardened and that as, that as an act of judgment, God will permanently harden your heart like he did to Pharaoh's. So believe today. Trust him today. He's given you grace by communicating the truth of the gospel to you. This is what happens in, in the years to come. This is what will happen in the years to come. This passage, it's a heavy passage, but what I would say to you, any listener today, make sure that you truly believe in Jesus Christ. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.